0: Listen, just listen. I'm Serendipity Theatre Collective company member Rick Walker, and you're listening to Second Story Podcast. Second Story is Serendipity Theatre Collective's festival of stories, wine, and music, a collaboration among writers, actors, musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, Sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, always thought provoking. out more about second story our performers and our performances visit us at storiesandwine.com and now a member of the story development team for second story molly each
1: so my plan b just got married and i know right and before I- Continue, anyone that's not sympathizing with me, you can just wipe off any looks of judgment and thoughts of, oh my God, she's so shallow. Because I know at least half of you in here have your own plan B. That person who you think you could definitely spend the rest of your life with, provided that your plan A just never shows up or, or like disappears or ends up being a total and complete plan A hole. It is the plan B For your future in case you don't find your soulmate well at least you get to spend the rest of your life with somebody that you love or at least like or you know are comfortable around or you know somebody you can tolerate and then you don't have to envision a future alone like my friend Megan her plan b is her friend Jeff and even though he's gay they would totally have a super fun rest of their lives together and my friend Sharon, her plan B is that ex that she knows will always take her back. <laughs> my plan B was my best friend, Yosef. Yosef is this tall Egyptian dude with a semi large afro who always wears Minnesota Timberwolves t shirts and who walks like he's on his way to the beach. Yeah, good T Wolves. <laughs> we met in high school, but we didn't get tight until sophomore year of college. A bunch of us were planning this big backpacking trip around Europe, but when it came time to buy the tickets, everybody bailed except for Yosef and me. But we were undeterred by the lameness of our friends, and so the two of us went anyway. So basically, by the end of a backpacking trip, you either loathe your companions or you become besties with them. Besties, BFFs, best friends, best buds, besties. Which is exactly what happened with Yosef and me. Drunk conversations in London pubs, High conversations in the cafes in Amsterdam. Sleepy conversations on the overnight trains. By the end of our six-week journey, Yosef had become much more than just a pal from high school. So, with a friend like Yosef, somebody who lives for adventure, there are too many stories to tell. And at least half of them are of the "guess you had to be there" variety anyway, so I won't bore you. I'll just give you an abbreviated history of our friendship. A top three moments, okay? Number three. In 2002, the World Cup was in Korea, you guys remember, and every game was on at like 4 in the morning. So for two weeks, I would set my alarm at 3.30, drive over to Yosef's, and we would watch USA versus England or Portugal versus Brazil in this tired silence before passing out on opposite ends of the couch. Number two. In 2004, we went on this camping road trip from San Francisco to L.A., and every night we would just pull up next to the ocean and drink wine and roast shrimp under the stars. Number one, in 2005, get this, I won tickets on a radio show for an all-expense-paid trip to the Bridge Benefit Concert in San Francisco. Naturally, I took Yosef. You guys... We were sitting in an open amphitheater on one of those perfect Northern California summer nights listening to Eddie Vedder join Neil Young on Harvest Moon. I got that absolutely unbelievably happy feeling where your heart is like taking up your whole chest and you get that like fizziness in your nose and you could burst into tears at any moment out of pure joy if you're one of those happy and sad criers and your mind just stops to take a picture of everything. It was just like that, and it was amazing. Okay, okay I, I see the looks. Okay, I get it. I get it. Drinking wine under the stars, going on vacation together. You're all wondering why he wasn't my plan A, right? Well, I mean, it, it just wasn't like that, you know? He He didn't give me butterflies, and I never wanted to jump his bones or spend an entire Sunday in bed with him, and I never wanted to curl up into that awesome spot between the shoulder and the neck. He was just so... Yosef. So, he was the perfect plan B. And seriously, just knowing that has made things so much easier. Well, like the time he was getting dropped off after our first date, and the guy was like... So are are we going to fuck or what? Yeah, I know. I closed the door thinking I can always end up with Uh Yosef. Or after, it's true. He would be there after one of those excruciatingly painful five hour, five hour breakups. You've all been there. I went to sleep thinking I can always end up with Yosef or like the time that my heart was basically tossed into a blender and pureed by this old friend that I started dating when he took this other girl on a really romantic night out and I only found out about it because one of our friends slipped up after too many Jack and Cokes and then when he called me to tell me that it probably wouldn't work with us I could hear her giggling wildly in the background and I thought between sobs I can always end up with Yosef I had it all figured out If my prince never showed up, I could totally be with Yosef, live a totally fun, totally awesome, sex-free life together.
0: Hold on. Molly, what the fuck? Miles, can I get this live here for a second, please?
1: Bobby, I am in the middle of a story. Are you you telling me that all the time you're hanging out with this guy, you're expecting us to believe that you're lying on beaches, fucking drinking wine, looking at stars... (laughs) And this dude never made one move on you? No, not one move. He's a total gentleman, and we were just friends. I don't buy that shit for a minute. Not for a fucking minute, Molly. I'm telling you, maybe it's the elf but I don't know, man. You're saying he never even tried to date you? Okay, I guess it came up once. Exactly. And how? We were driving from Madison to Minneapolis together. Chatting and listening to Wilco when he turned to me and said, (laughs) he turned to me and said, have you ever thought about us dating? Oh my God, Bobby, I got this weird knot in my stomach and my mind just instantly fast forwarded through an awesome relationship, but then this really ugly, messy breakup and then us only seeing each other at weddings and reunions. And so I said, yeah, I guess, but... I would be devastated if anything happened to our friendship. And he said, yeah, I guess you're right. But that was it. That was him trying. Uh Uh-uh. I don't believe that for one minute. See, the timing was not right at all. He'd just been on a few dates with this really awesome girl. I don't care how fucking awesome she was. That was his last-ditch attempt to make sure that there wasn't going to be anything between you two. Oh, my God, do you really think so? I'm just saying Okay, okay, well, maybe, maybe you have a point. But, but this girl, Andrea, she wasn't just any girl, you guys. Something I realized instantly when I met her. Yosef called me after their fourth date. Miles, can you come out with us tonight? I really need you to meet her. Of course I went. It was my bestie responsibility. So, over pitchers of grainbelt Premium in the diviest of Minneapolis bars... I got to know this soft-spoken, dry-humored girl who was seriously kicking my ass at darts. As she got up to reset the scoreboard, also pulled me aside. So what do you think? I like her, I said. I like her a lot. She is really cool. Good, because it's um pretty important to me that you get to know her. He'd never said this before and I just knew she was different than all his previous girlfriends. Girls who I liked, but who were never good enough for my best friend. But Andrea was so clearly made for him. And even though they dated for three years, that phone call still came out of nowhere. Guess what? I proposed, and Andrea said yes. Oh my God, I gasped, I screamed, I yelled, I asked a million questions. Oh my God, Yosef, where's it gonna be, where? Oh my God, can I do anything to help? "'Well, Miles, we would love it "'if you'd read at our wedding.' "'Oh, I would love to. "'As long as I don't have to read "'that Corinthians 13, love is patient, "'love is kind thing, "'because I have heard it at 27 of the 29 weddings "'that I've been to, and frankly, "'if I have to hear it again, I might yak. "'I'm sorry, God.' (laughs) "'Deal,' he said. "'No Corinthians.' "'A little less than a year later, "'I was handing my ticket to the Northwest Airlines agent, "'boarding a plane to go home "'for my best friend's wedding.' So the tears, yeah, they started mid-flight. I was looking at the clouds below, thinking, holy shit, Yosef is getting married. (laughs) I know, and they just started pouring down my face. In the car on the way to help him with the place cards, on the way home from picking up my dress, to and from the rehearsal dinner, every time I thought about Yosef getting married, I started to bawl. Okay, time out. This is where you're all expecting me to launch into this tale about how I realized I was truly in love with him and decided to just totally sabotage the wedding by like sending fake emails and spreading rumors between the bride and groom and then ultimately cornering him before the ceremony and saying, Choose me, marry me. Before then, stealing a bread van to get them back together after I realized how selfish I'd been. But no, I did not pull a Julia Roberts in my best friend's wedding. And thank God, because that is just bad behavior. (laughs) But as the tears continued, it just became clearer. It was just, I, I mean, oh, like, would we ever go on a trip just the two of us again? Would we ever have one of our deep talks over a bottle of wine or go dancing until 5 in the morning? See, he could never again be the person I took when I won tickets for a trip. And I wouldn't be the first person he called when he found out where he was doing his residency. It just wasn't the same with my girlfriends. I mean, you guys know, relationships with freshly married friends always change a little bit. But now that my guy friends, my best guy friend, was getting married... Our relationship was definitely going to undergo a drastic makeover um and hello my plan b was officially off the market i saw myself at 80 eating ice cream on the couch surrounded by cats never having lived with anybody never having had kids having gone through a hundred painful breakups without the cushion of yosef to make it all a little more bearable I finally got my tears under control on the way to the ceremony as I had spent a lot of time on my eye makeup. (laughs) Don't want to ruin that. And I went to say hi to Andrea as she was getting ready. She turned away from the mirror where she was straightening her veil. Have you seen him? How's he doing? I thought about how I'd hung out with him a few minutes earlier and that kid was all smiles. He was like, This enormous ball of excitement, and he just couldn't stop skipping from the car to the bathroom to the church. He's bouncing off the walls, I said. I've never seen him so excited. She teared up, and then quickly started fanning her eyes to preserve her mascara. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He is? (laughs) Now that was a plan a reaction and my best friend was going to be with his plan a he found her i mean that's what we all want for our besties right suddenly this plan b stuff just seemed so ridiculous because how could i have wanted anything less than a plan a for my best friend i wouldn't want him to end up with me even if we were both old and lonely because he isn't and will never be that person to me I sat in the second row at the wedding holding my reading, not the Corinthian stuff, P.S. And as I watched him, I realized our relationship was just headed to the next phase. That phase that involves husbands and wives and kids and careers and settling down, which is probably the most exciting thing to happen to our friendship. To take our relationship through these different levels in life is going to be an adventure. And he is my clear-cut, no doubt about it, plan A for that. So just as that dun dun dun, dun, dun began, Yosef looked right over at me, smiled, and winked. Then he looked towards the entrance of the church, and Andrew started walking down the aisle. He stood up a little straighter, He got this enormous smile across his face, and I saw tears shining in his eyes. And I got that absolutely unbelievably happy feeling where my heart is like taking up my whole chest, and I got that like crazy fizziness in my nose, and I could have burst into tears at any moment because I am totally one of those happy and sad criers. And my mind just stopped to take a picture of everything.
0: Second Story Podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Stielstra, Christopher Jobson, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and me, Rick Walker. To find out more about Second Story, the performances, and our performers, visit us at storiesandwine.com.